What a week, huh? What a week. Um, it's been a crazy week, but it's been a good week. I think God is uh, truly um, blessed, and uh, obviously we desire for Him to get the glory in all this. Amen. And uh, we, we had a good time. We had a, a, a time of uh, a concert. I don't know if you guys made it to the concert. Anybody make it to the concert? Yeah. Larry Gallon from back in the day. Any, any Gallon fans? <laughs> I don't remember him very well. Um, all the gold in California. I knew that song. That's about it. Um, but yeah, he was a great guy. I got to actually meet him and hang out a little bit. But, uh, awesome, awesome guy. Um, that night, if you haven't heard, they actually raised $63,000. Yeah. $63,000, which is an amazing uh, amount of money. And, and we, we got together at 2 o'clock the day before, and that's when we planned that concert uh, at 2 o'clock the day before. And, and, and it's just amazing how God pulled that off, you know, that next night. So it's pretty cool. I'm going to bring it over Matt said, and I'm going to say this about Matt. Matt, you know, again, he was um, there from the beginning, and he's still there. And that's commendable about Matt because a lot of people were there to begin with, and now they're gone. Other agencies will be gone in the next few weeks, but Matt will carry the torch for our community. And so I want to personally thank Matt and Anietta for all that they do. I know it's not going to be easy, but we've got your back, brother. We got your back. You're carrying, <laughs> and I just got my hands, okay? <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Well, I want to thank all the volunteers. I know um, throughout the evenings this last week, I, many of you guys volunteered of an evening to hand out buckets full of tarts and gloves and trash bags and all that stuff. And we just want to say thank you to all of you that came, that loaded those buckets, that, that went out with us, that served people. We've gotten thank you cards already from people that received a bucket, uh, you know, full of stuff. And so we want to say thank you, obviously, to all the volunteers. Our church, um, again, and this is for the glory of God, stepped up to the plate when, when this tragedy happened. And, and I, I just thank God for it. One of the things that we did is we uh, started a, a tornado relief fund in the name of our church. And it, it was actually the first official fund. Um, and through that fund, our church has personally collected $16,000. Yeah. And it's my, my um, commitment to you to, to, so that you will know where that money is going. I can't tell you specific names. I can't tell you where exactly it's going to go. But I can tell you it will go and it will stay in Woodward and it will go toward the victims and hopefully be able to save some lives in the, in the future as well. Um, so that's our commitment to you with that money. If you know of people that are in need still that don't have, you know, maybe the essentials and all that stuff, here's my encouragement to you. Um, there is a place called The Mark, and I don't remember what it stands for, but it's called The Mark, and it's at First Baptist Woodward. And at First Baptist Woodward, they have every agency represented there. They have a representative of every agency, whether it's Red Cross or Salvation Army or, you know, the, the Joseph's Code or whatever it is, that everybody's represented there. And all you have to do, if you say this person, I don't know him, but he came up to me and he, he has a need, send them to First Baptist Woodward so that they can begin to develop a case for them and they can manage that case. And then they get us, the people that have the money, the people that have the volunteers, the resources, they get us the information so that we can meet those needs. Does that make sense? So, so yeah, 
So, yeah, it, it centralizes all of the people that need help. And so if you know somebody that doesn't have a home, didn't have insurance, doesn't have electricity, doesn't have a car, I mean, all the information is going. And it's not a first Baptist Woodward thing. This is, that's just where they ask you know, to have it. But um, the, every agency will be there. Those agencies know the money that we have. They know the money that is raised uh, you know, through the concert. They know where all the, the clothing closets are. They know everything. And they will do the case management there and then give us you know, those needs as they come. Here's what else that does. It keeps it, you know, people from being taken advantage of. You may not know this Joe who just walked up. Um, but if they go there, they're not getting money from me and money from the next person and money from the next person and money from the next person. It all goes to a central place, and then we can meet that need. Once they get their needs met, then again, we'll move to the next um, family. Does that make sense? So that centralizes it, and it, and it helps it helps out a lot. Um I want to say to our family, our church family, that if you are in need, we are here for you. Um, I know that maybe you're too prideful to tell me that you're in need. You need to swallow your pride and say, I have a need. If we don't know about your need, there is no way that we can help you. But if we find out that you're in need, we are going to help you. Okay? So if you know somebody in our church that, that, that is in need, we want to uh, help them, obviously, first and, and meet our church's needs. Um, I know the Samples family they don't want me to say anything. Or they didn't tell me to say anything, but the Samples family, they lost their home. Uh, where are the Samples at this morning? Right over here. Brandon's over here. And I think Wendy may be in the nursery. Um, they lost their home, um, but I just want to commend them on their um, response to the disaster. They lost pretty much everything. Their house is probably going to be demolished. Um, but their response was a godly response, and their neighbors saw it. Their neighbors noticed it. Brandon has been able to minister to other people because of the way that, that, that God has used them to handle this situation. And so I commend the Samples family on how they responded to this, and it's a true testimony of what God can do with a, with a couple and a family that's, that's you know, being led by God. So let's give the Samples family. And I'll just say this, and they can explain this to you later. They were prepared for this. And, you know, again, they got doors dinged, you know, everything on the car. I mean, all that stuff's been busted out. But they were prepared for this, and I'll let, you, I'll let them uh, share with that how they were prepared later. But, the, I mean, it's just amazing uh, to see. Um, well, last night, yesterday, we worked at uh, the, the McFarlands. I know they didn't want me to mention anything either, but um, they, they lost their farm. And uh, so all of you volunteers, I want to say thank you for all of you that, um, that came and helped yesterday to pick up limbs so that they could cut hay, because that's a part of uh, what they do, and, and so that they could uh, you know, get their farm back together and working. So uh, I want to thank all of you that, that went out and helped it as well, and I know they want to say thank you as well um, later. But uh, thank you guys for that. Um, also, um, at, you know, after you get through all this stuff, and after you go through a bunch of tragic stuff, what do you want to do? I don't know about you, but all I want to do is hang out with my family. <laughs> Anybody with me? You want to just kind of hang out? Last night, we went, uh, actually, we, we mowed the yard and stuff and, and got things cleaned up. And then we had just a campfire, me and my kids and my wife, and hung out and uh, roasted marshmallows and just had a great time. And I encourage you, if you've been stressed out, if you've, you know, gone through this tragic you know, incident like we have, and, and, and you've seen a lot of stuff, you just need to maybe just be with your family. That's the first thing, and I encourage Matt to do that as well, because I know he likes to go to work, 
and Conietta. But they've been through a lot, and I know many of you have been through a lot. So I encourage you, get together with your family. Don't work today if you don't have to. Don't go out and pick up any more limbs. Just spend time with your family, enjoy your family, and, and relax. Because that's the best medicine, obviously, in a, in a time like this. Um, so I just encourage you to do that. We did it last night. We had uh, marshmallows, like I said. Anybody, uh, my, my daughter is taking after me. She likes a black charred marshmallow. Anybody with me? That's what I'm talking about. My wife, it's like she holds it over for like a half a second. She pulls it off and it's like, did you even do anything? I mean, it's not warm, it may be a little brown, but it's not warm. But I love the black. I love the black. Um, and, uh, and, and again, so it was just a fun time. I tried to light the fire with flint and lint. Anybody ever try to do that, flint rock? Yeah, that took me like two hours and I never got it done. <laughs> trying to be a horse scout, trying to be ready for anything, you know what I'm saying? But it didn't work. My wife got the clicker lighter out and we finally lit the fire. Save the day. As always. <laughs> so, anyways, just uh, just want to just want to encourage you to do that. Be with your family. Um, but today we're going to talk about. Um, well, I, I'll, I'll describe it like this. Uh, I know many of you have never started a, a cult, but there are some amazing things that happen with a cult. But there are some crazy things that when you go to start a cult, and if you've ever started one, you've probably seen it all. I mean, I've seen wrecks like flipping over. I've seen horses try to jump out of the round pen. I've seen horses try to bite, kick. I mean, Sam kind of remembers that, right, Sam? Just kidding, but. Um, but I've seen them try to kick. I've seen them try to do all kinds of stuff. And I've seen them have some major wrecks. But here's, here's what I've learned. Is the key to getting over a major wreck, and I don't know if that's me or what that is, but the key to getting over a major wreck, who is that? <laughs> Let me try it again. The key to getting over a major wreck is this. Forward motion. Forward motion. Here's the, here's the key. If I can, you know, if my horse has a wreck or whatever, if I can get him to move out, I can get him over that wreck. If you've ever watched Cold Starting on, on TV or whatever, or been a part of it, if they can keep that horse moving, they, they, they can get that horse over the wreck. The cold runs faster, and it, and it overcomes what was a bad experience a whole lot quicker, if you can get their feet moving. If you've been to our cold starting competition, the people that usually win are the people that can get that horse to move. The people that can't get the horse to move, or the horse doesn't cooperate, and they just want to you know, get in a sticky spot, those are the cults that never truly move forward. And they never truly, you know, get trained. I mean, you got to have people um, moving forward. Now, here's another technique that I've used, and I actually did this with my wife, and I may have told this story before. I started my, my first cult. Um, uh, Heather's grandpa gave uh, us this cult, and I, I wanted to start it myself. And uh, I learned that it's always good to have a partner when you're starting a cult. First of all, if you get bucked off, they can take you to the hospital, right? Um, that's a great thing. But here's the other thing. I, you, you, if you can't get that horse to move forward, you need somebody in the, in the round pen to help you move forward. And I had the bright idea of putting my wife on the horse, <laughs> and I helped her move forward. And then I helped her move on the ground. 
And uh, so anyways, my, my lovely wife was bold enough to get on this horse, and, and, and I'll tell you how we move them forward. We actually do it on the ground first and nobody on the horse, and you just get that horse moving. You get that, a whip or you, whatever you need to get it to move forward, a rope or whatever, but you get that, that horse moving forward, and then when somebody gets on the horse, typically the horse, again, they don't want to move out, and, and sometimes you don't want them to move out. But eventually, if you're going to go further in your training, you've got to get them to move out. And it takes somebody maybe getting into the pen with a flag or something to move that horse around so that the horse can learn and get over whatever sticky spots. Now, here's, here's where I'm going to parallel that. This week, we've been through a sticky spot. And uh, we've experienced some tragedies. I mean, the tornado went through Woodward. Hundreds of homes were affected by it. Um, some people lost their lives in this deal. Uh, others uh, barely made out alive. But Sunday morning, our town was in a sticky spot. And you say, well, what's the answer, Bo? What, what's the answer to all this? And, and not just to this storm, not just to this disaster, but what's the answer to all the disasters that happen in our lives? What's the answers to all the wrecks that happen in our relationships or at our job or, you know, in our family or whatever? What happens? What's the answer to moving? What's the answer to getting over that? And, and the answer is moving forward. Forward motion is the answer. And you say, well, how do we move forward? Well, in the Bible, if you want to turn, it, it'll be on the screen if you don't have your Bible. But Luke chapter 8, we're going to look at a couple of scriptures that, that I believe parallels, obviously, the storm that we, we just went through. And it's always amazing to me how the Word of God can pertain, even 2,000 years ago, can pertain to us today and has the answers for our storms today. So we're going to look at this story here in just a second. And I, I just want to say this uh, before I, I dive into the story. It's easy for me to stand before you and to, to preach this message because I didn't lose a, a thing. I didn't lose anything. Um, some sleep, maybe. Um, I'm sore from working, maybe. But here's the, here's, the, here's the truth about that. You may be going, well, who are you? You didn't lose anything. I mean, who are you to tell us how to get through this? And, and maybe I'm not. And I, because I didn't lose anything, I'm not the right person to do that. But here's the truth. Maybe you didn't lose anything like me. And maybe you're not going through a hard time right now. But here's the truth. You will. And I will. And so you think, well, you know, I didn't lose anything. This is going to be good. Let's move forward and stop talking about this. No. One of these days, you're going to experience a wreck. One of these days, you're going to be in a sticky spot, and you need to hear the same thing that I need to hear so that you're prepared for the wreck. Does that make sense? And so if, if you're sitting there, well, I don't need to hear this. Yes, you do, because you need to be prepared for the next disaster that may happen in your life. Well, let's look at these scriptures together. Luke chapter 8, verses 22 through 25. Let's listen to it as I read it. It says, One day Jesus said to his disciples, Let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they got in the boat and set out. As they sailed, he fell asleep. Jesus fell asleep. A squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped. And they were in great danger. Verse 44, the disciples went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the, and the raging waters, 
and the storm subsided, and all was calm. Where is your faith? He asked the disciples. In fear and amazement, they asked one another, Who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. And they obey him. Let's pray together and ask God to bless the rest of our time. Lord, I just, uh, I come to you right now and I just, um, I pray that you would obviously comfort those that are going through this disaster that we just experienced. But may they realize today that you are a, a God that's with them. And may they realize that this church is with them. And so Lord, we pray for the, the victims and, and the family members that lost lives. We pray that you would comfort them. To bring a support group to them. But we pray for those that are out of pocket, that don't have a home, that, that are looking for answers, that, that, um, that have experienced some traumatic stuff. We pray for the firefighters and the, the police officers and all the emergency management people that maybe pulled up to that wreck or that, that, that disaster and saw things that they've never seen before. And we pray that you would comfort them, that you would fill their mind with things that are right and true. And so, Lord, today, maybe, maybe for us that didn't experience the traumatic stuff, I pray that you would prepare us for the next wreck. And that you would show us what it looks like to move forward so that we can be prepared and so that we can be a light and a hope in this world. And so, Lord, we ask you to do that. In your name I pray. Amen. When you say, well, how do we move forward? How, how do we move forward when wrecks happen, when life gets crazy, when we, when we get bucked up? How do we move forward? Here's number one. You ready for this? If you're taking notes, write this down. Number one, we have to do it together. We have to do it together. I want you to notice something. There's nothing in this story that says that the disciples jumped out of the boat and tried to go it alone. <laughs> I don't, I, don't know if that just, I don't know if I'm able to notice that, but they're in the boat, right? They're in with Jesus, and I don't see any of those disciples going, I'm out of here. I'm going to try to do this alone. No, they stuck together. They stayed in the boat. You don't hear about the fights and the squabbles and the, 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 all the things that could have gone wrong. They stayed together. They were together. And, and can I just tell you, I, I thought about this. What, what would I want people to tell me? If I was going through the storm that we just, you know, just experienced. What would I want people to tell me if I was to lose my home or to lose one of my loved ones? And I mean, I, I hope I never have to ask that question or, or even feel that. But listen, I, here, maybe this is just me, but here's what I would want to hear from, from people. It's this. We're here for you. What can we do to help? We're here for you. What can we do to help? If I was going through this experience and I had lost everything, I would want to hear that from the people that I love. I don't necessarily need to hear you explain why all this happened to me or why all this is taking place. I just need to know that you're there. And I need to know that you're going to be there through the long run. And listen, that's the chore, that's the job, that's the calling of this church. Not just for church members, but for anybody that needs help, is to say, we're here for you, how can we help? 
That's the greatest thing. I, I think that I can hear. And, and listen, just like when we were starting the cold, just like when I was starting the cold, we need a helper to help us move forward in our lives, spiritually or, or, or physically. We need people to, to get us and to help us to get out of a sticky spot. Right? Look at Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10. It says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Listen, if you're in need, if you know somebody in need, if you have a wreck later on, maybe after this tragedy is all over, listen, we are here and we can help you get through it. That's what we're going to be about. And the disciples went through the storm together. They went through it together. And so to move forward, to overcome the wrecks and the storms of life, number one, we have to do it together. And you say, well, how else? How else do we move forward? Number two is this. And this is, this is, this is it today. We have to have a relationship with Christ, and we have to turn to him. You gotta have a relationship with Christ, and you have to turn to Him. I mean, here's something else that I want you to notice about this story: the disciples, they were already with Christ. Did you notice that? I mean, they were already in the boat with Him. I mean, they had already committed to Him. They already said, "We'll follow you." They already said, "You know, we'll give you our lives." They left everything. They left their homes. They left their families. They left everything, and they said, "We are committed." With you. We are committed to you through their faith. And even though their faith wasn't always big, even though they doubted, listen, they were committed to Christ. You know why? Because they knew him personally. And he said, Well, if I was to walk with Jesus, I mean if Jesus was here today, I would I would trust him. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you would or not. I don't know if I would. But listen. They were already committed to him. In verse 22, it says, One day Jesus said to his disciples, Let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they got in the boat and they set out. Again, the disciples were already with them. And listen, for us to get through the wrecks in life, guess what? We have to know Christ personally. If you're ever going to have hope of moving forward, you have to know Christ personally. It's not about a church necessarily. It's not about me. It's not about even your friends, although they aren't there to help. It's all about knowing Christ and, and, and giving him your life. And I'll explain more about that later. But not only do we know him, but here's the second part of that. Because we have a personal relationship with him, we are able to turn to him when the storm Hits. Look at verse 24. It says, So the disciples went and woke him up. Jesus was asleep. And they said, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He, he got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters. The, the storm subsided and all was calm. And then he says, Where is your faith? Listen. Listen. The disciples, can I just throw this in? The disciples were professional fishermen. Most of them were. Not all of them, but a lot of them were professional fishermen. So what does that tell me about them? It tells me that they were used to the storms on the lake. You get it? I mean, they were used to this. They were, they were, uh, they were experienced fishermen that experienced storms throughout their life and throughout their profession. But listen, they, they 
moment in life, you may be experiencing some of this. You may be experiencing, you may be a policeman, you may be a, you know, somebody else that, that's gone through a lot of tragedy, you may be a counselor, you may be somebody you know, that has gone through all this. Listen, you can try to rely on your own, but you'll never make it. You have to turn to Christ. These, these men, they, they, they knew what to do, maybe. They, they knew that they'd been through these storms before, but they turned to Christ. I don't know about you, but that's, that's, I'm, I'm like that. I'm a preacher. I mean, I, I read all this, the Bible and all this stuff. I should know all the answers. And, and sometimes I think I get all this pride in my life, and I think, well, I don't need anybody's help, and I, I can do this kind of on my own. Anybody with me? Yeah. Anybody a professional at, at being prideful? <laughs> but here's the truth. Again, these guys were professional fishermen. They knew. They've been on the storms. They've been in the boat. But they turned to Jesus. I don't know about you, but that revolutionizes my mindset. Because I, I, when, when these storms of life hit, I think, man, I just got to get, I got I to do this. I can do this. I can get through this. And, and I, I kind of rely on my own strength rather than God's strength. And so don't, don't rely on your own strength. Turn to the true strength, to the true power house, which is Jesus Christ. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. He will direct your path. And so although the, the, the disciples, you know, were kind of rebuked, and, and Jesus says, where was your faith? Where is your faith? They still realized that Christ was the answer to the situation. I want you to look at one last scripture. Uh, verse 25, listen to what it says. The second part of it says, In fear and amazement they asked one another, Who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey. You know what? Even though they had walked with him, they still had some doubts. And we are going to as well. But they were amazed. They were amazed at his power. They were amazed at his control over this earth. And, and, and I'll just say this as, as well. What else would I want to hear if I lost everything? Not only would I want to hear, hey, we're here for you, and, and we're going to walk through this with you together. Here's the second thing that I would want you to tell me if I was going through this disaster. I would want you to tell me, and I, want you, I would want you to remind me, that God is still in control. God is still in control, and he has the power to overcome anything. And so, again, maybe you're here today, and you're going through this storm still. You've experienced some traumatic stuff. You've experienced some, some disastrous stuff. Listen. We're here for you, and God is still in control. I'm going to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a second. How many of you guys, uh, nobody's looking around, nobody's going to call you to the front, we're just going to keep our, head, our, our eyes closed and our heads bowed. How many of you guys would say, you know what, bud, this has affected me and I need your prayer? Anybody just be able to raise your hand and just say that? Thank you, guys, all across the room. This has affected me and I need your prayer. 
Thank you. All across the room. Can I just ask those of you that maybe didn't raise your hand, maybe just right now you just, in your heart, just lift up a prayer for all those that raised their hand. Some of you may be here today and you've been affected by this disaster and you've got good friends, but you don't have Christ. And some of your friends have helped. They've, they've been there for you, but now they're gone. Can I just tell you the truth that Christ will always be there? He'll always be there. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He will always pull through. Even when your friends don't, and again, us as humans, we can do only so much, but Christ can do anything. And so maybe you're here today, and, and you've gone at this disaster, or you're going through another wreck in life, maybe not the tornado, but you're going through another wreck in life, and you've tried to go it alone. You've tried to rely on your own strength because you have not given your life to Christ. And I just encourage you, the Bible says, that if you'll confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And you say, what does that mean, Bo? All, all it means is you've got to confess that he's your Lord. You've got to give him your heart. You've got to trust in him. You've got to ask him. and say, Lord, I know I, I, I never uh, begin my relationship with you. I want to begin a, a personal relationship with you. I need you to forgive me of my sin, and I need you to come into my life so that I can be guided and led by you. Maybe that's you today. And you're going through this all alone. Listen, Christ can be your lifeboat. Christ can be the person in the round pen that helps you move out, move forward. All you have to do is confess and believe. And so maybe you just, you just said that. You just said that to the Lord. You just said that prayer. Lord, I, I give you my heart. I, I confess and I believe in you. Listen, if you've done that for the first time this morning, we want to know about it. We want to celebrate with you. We want to, we want to encourage you. We want to help you move forward so that you can grow in your relationship with Christ and experience him for the rest of your life and grow. And so maybe that's you. We, all we ask you to do is fill out one of those one sheets. Place it in the offering bucket out there on the table, and we would love to follow up with you. Maybe you're already a Christian, but your life's a wreck. You're going through some turmoil. You're going through some adversity right now in your life. Can I just, just tell you this again? We can help you move forward. All you have to do is ask. If you need help financially, if you need help spiritually, if you need help emotionally, we are here for you and we want to help. If you need prayer, our prayer warriors are, are out there already and they've been praying for this whole thing and they want to know you specifically. And so come to us. Come to one of the elders or, or come to somebody that you know is in leadership and just share with them, I need prayer so that we can come alongside of you and help you. Don't try to do it on your own. And maybe you're a Christian and you try to handle this situation or handle the wrecks in your life on your own. 
And I just encourage you, rely on Christ. Turn to Him. He can overcome anything. Lord, we just, uh, we just come to you today. We thank you for who you are. We thank you that you have uh, been with us through this whole ordeal. And we thank you that, that the awesome thing is you're going to continue to be with us for the rest of our life. And those of us that know you personally, we are going to get to spend eternity with you. And so, Lord, we, we praise you that we have hope, we have assurance, we have security in, in a relationship with you. And, Lord, for those that have raised their hands today and said, you know what, this has affected me. I need your prayer. Lord, I lift them up right now. And I, I pray, first of all, that they know you personally. And if they don't, that they would give their life to you. And second of all, Lord, I pray that for those that do know you, that you would give them strength, that you would give them a testimony to, to tell about what you've done in their life, and I pray that you would open their mouths and so that they can share the hope that they have in you. And Lord, for us as Christians, and for us that, that, that aren't experiencing a wreck right now, I pray that you would prepare us for the next wreck. Help us to pull together, and help us to know that you're always in control. Lord, we thank you, and we praise you. It's in your name I pray. Amen.